Today is Wednesday, December 13th, 2023, and you're listening to Space News First Up. First Up is sponsored by Terran Orbital, the leading manufacturer of satellite products for the aerospace and defense industries. Terran Orbital provides end-to-end satellite solutions to meet the needs of the most demanding military, civil, and commercial customers. Learn more at terranorbital.com. Here are today's top headlines in space. True Anomaly has raised $100 million to continue work on space security technologies. Blue Origin plans to resume flights of its new Shepard suborbital vehicle next week after a 15-month hiatus. The first conference devoted solely to the Space Force is underway. The Space Force will conduct a study to see if commercial services can fill some of its weather needs. An Australian startup is hoping to enter the American defense and intelligence market. Air New Zealand is the latest airline to consider using SpaceX's Starlink on its aircraft. A CubeSat astronomy mission is exceeding expectations. First Up is produced by Space News. Visit spacenews.com for up-to-the-minute space industry news and analysis. We begin today with True Anomaly, who has raised $100 million to continue work on space security technologies. The Denver-based startup announced the Series B round Tuesday, led by Riot Ventures with participation from several other funds. True Anomaly is producing small satellites designed for surveillance and reconnaissance of objects in space, aimed at the military and intelligence markets. The company's first two Jackal satellites, for rendezvous and proximity operations and in-space surveillance missions, are slated to launch on a SpaceX transporter mission in early 2024. Blue Origin plans to resume flights of its new Shepard suborbital vehicle next week after a 15-month hiatus. The company said Tuesday that New Shepard will carry out an uncrewed flight as soon as December 18th, flying 33 experiments and 38,000 postcards from an educational nonprofit. The launch will be the first for New Shepard since a September 2022 launch mishap on another payload-only flight. That accident was blamed on structural failure of the vehicle's engine nozzle and the FAA closed the mishap investigation in late September. The first conference devoted solely to the Space Force is underway. The Space Power Conference in Orlando attracted 2,000 people this week to discuss issues specific to the service, after previously having relied on the larger Air and Space Forces Association conferences. Chief of Space Operations, General Chance Saltzman said in a keynote speech that it's critical that, as the service grows and matures, It has its own national conference concentrated specifically on space power. He emphasized professional development opportunities for Space Force Guardians amid anecdotal evidence that some Guardians are leaving the service due to frustration over a lack of promotion and education opportunities. The Space Force will conduct a study to see if commercial services can fill some of its weather needs. The study, expected to last 6 to 12 months, will include a reverse industry day where companies can come in and pitch their offerings in contrast to the traditional approach where the military dictates its requirements and waits for industry to respond. While weather data is undeniably crucial for military operations, a Space Force official said it faces stiff competition for resources within the Space Force budget. An Australian startup is hoping to enter the American defense and intelligence market, Quasar Satellite Technologies tracks radio frequency signals emitted by satellites and analyzes the radio chatter to draw insights, and its systems can track hundreds of satellites at a time. The company, formed in 2021 as a spin-off from an Australian science agency, 
is opening a U.S. office next year to offer its capabilities to U.S. government customers. Air New Zealand is the latest airline to consider using SpaceX's Starlink on its aircraft. Starlink antennas will be installed on two Air New Zealand planes in late 2024 for an initial four- to six-month period. Air New Zealand will look to deploy Starlink on other aircraft in its domestic fleet in 2025 if the trial run is successful. SpaceX is competing with OneWeb to serve the airline market. And while Starlink has a first-mover advantage over OneWeb, progress with airlines has been slow as the company navigates technical and regulatory hurdles in the market. A CubeSat astronomy mission is exceeding expectations. The Colorado Ultraviolet Transit Experiment, CUTE, is a 6U CubeSat launched in September 2021 to study a class of exoplanets called Hot Jupiters. The mission was expected to last eight months, but the spacecraft is still operational today, scientists said at the AGU Fall Meeting Conference this week. Besides the science provided by CUTE, the project team is applying lessons learned from building and operating it to future cubes at astronomy missions in development. In other news, Spaceflight Now reports that SpaceX has scrubbed a Falcon 9 launch overnight because of winds. The Falcon 9 launch from Cape Canaveral, planned for late Tuesday night, was called off because of strong ground-level winds. The launch of 23 Starlink satellites has been rescheduled for Wednesday, weather permitting. A Falcon Heavy launch of the Space Force's X-37B space plane is also on hold to perform additional system checks, SpaceX said, with no new launch date formally announced. NASA reports a Dragon cargo spacecraft will spend an extra day in space. NASA said Tuesday it was postponing the undocking of the CRS-29 Dragon from Thursday to Friday because of forecasts of unfavorable weather conditions at splashdown locations off the Florida coast. The undocking has been rescheduled for no earlier than 5.05 p.m. Eastern on Friday. Rocket Lab has rescheduled the return-to-flight launch of its Electron rocket. The company said Tuesday that it completed a wet dress rehearsal of the rocket, but because of poor weather conditions, was rescheduling the launch for no earlier than late Thursday, U.S. time, from its New Zealand launch site. The rocket, carrying a radar imaging satellite for Japanese company IQPS, will be making its first launch since a September failure. A House hearing on space mining turned into a partisan debate. A subcommittee of the House Natural Resources Committee held a hearing Tuesday where witnesses discussed the potential of space mining as well as legal and other challenges. During the hearing, Democratic members questioned whether the committee had jurisdiction to discuss the topic, noting it has traditionally been in the purview of the House Science Committee. They also wondered if lunar or asteroid mining was viable in the near term. Republicans, by contrast, appeared to support space mining and warned of falling behind China. Reuters reports that L3 Harris says it is taking a break from mergers and acquisitions. The company, which completed its acquisition of propulsion company Aerojet Rocketdyne earlier this year, said it would pause any future deals for the foreseeable future to strengthen its bottom line. L3 Harris sold a commercial aviation services unit recently for $800 million, using the proceeds to pay down debt. Space.com reports that NASA is attempting a long-distance fix for a problem on the Voyager 1 spacecraft. The agency said Tuesday that the spacecraft appears to be able to receive commands, 
but a problem with its flight computer is preventing it from properly transmitting data back to Earth. Engineers said it could be several weeks before they are able to fix the problem with the 46-year-old spacecraft that is 24 billion kilometers from Earth. The BBC reports that NASA's Perseverance rover has marked 1,000 Martian days on the Red Planet. NASA announced the 1,000 Sol milestone at the AGU Fall meeting this week. A Sol is a Martian day, about 40 minutes longer than an Earth day. Perseverance remains in good condition as travels across the remains of a river delta in Jezero Crater, collecting samples that will be brought back to Earth as part of the Mars Sample Return Program.